I don't know who any of these people are that you're talking about. Meghan Markle was an American actress, and she is married right now to the youngest son of Princess Diana. Oh. And oh. she was married to another man before she married this oh, Okay. Prince. You sure you don't want to do the podcast? You know a lot more about this stuff than I do. <laughs> I can. Yeah, you know, they would be a great pair. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the 93rd episode of Beer and Fear. I don't do episodes anymore. No, it's the rest of them are just going to be me. Yep, just Zach Paige by doesn't want to do them anymore. I'm retiring. Uh, I'm my name too is Zach, old for this. And uh, the one talking over me is Paige. That's me. Mm-hmm. I am Paige. <sighs> Talk louder next time. Okay. We're going to do... <laughs> we're going to do something pretty topical. Um, I don't know if you haven't, if you've listened to this this, and you haven't heard yet, the queen is dead. The queen died. Long live the queen. Long live the queen. Except not anymore because she's dead. Rest her soul. I guess. I really, I I, I admired her. She was like the English Betty White. We had Betty White. Don't make that comparison. I mean, they were both old ladies with gray hair. Betty White was so much more than that. She was an advocate for the animals. LGBT. I, oh, okay. The queen was just an old fucking lady. Well, okay. I mean, oh my the queen is God. funny too. How? The queen has some nice things going she on for her. She was decrepit. No, the she only was, thing she had going hey, for her was the corgis. Be respectful, okay? Of what? She's. A, she was a figurehead. She of was the royalty. People for nothing. Royalty. She ruled for they a were, long time. No, she didn't. They right, have this, a. They, they have a parliament. Went off the rails a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, I like the queen. Uh, <laughs> I like the queen. <laughs> uh, of course, we're as you can tell, we're not English. Uh, we're not Britons, British, Britons, Britons. Uh, we are not from the United Kingdom. Yeah, Just we're, go at that. we're ignorant Americans, and we yes. don't really know. Uh, me especially don't know anything, anything don't about. Let me into this. I'm very aware of this topic. Right, exactly. That's why I said me especially don't know anything about um, any of this. Ale knows a lot about what's been going on because she's been watching the TV show Crowns. Oh, yeah. The Crown. Sorry, The Crown. And uh, she said it's really good. Season one is really good. I want to check it out. But she knows a lot about what's going on in the family because of that. You seem to know a lot about everything that I don't. (laughs) So I think I'm the odd one out here. I don't know really anything at all about the royal family and know what's been going on and i really don't know anything at all about our topic today which is uh diana princess of wales people's princess Mm -hmm. my uh stepmom got super into the royal family and like the hierarchy and like the bloodline Mm -hmm. for a while so she would just like sit there and like read the wikipedia of like information about the family and who would be the successor of what she would go on about it and i would always make fun of her and then she was like do you want to listen to who gets the throne after the queen dies? I'm just like, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. 
Uh, I mean, I was looking when I was preparing for this episode, I was looking up a little bit on all that stuff and like, okay, but who was before them? Okay, who was before them? <laughs> and it was really crazy to go all the way back and see. Let's go back. It, yeah, it's like from the 700s. And it's so like weird because started. of her age and like you look back at like a picture of like her dad. Uh-huh. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. so long ago. Yeah. Uh, so she ruled for a long time. I found out on Reddit that I, I, when she died, um, some people were saying, putting it into perspective, she ruled uh, Queen Elizabeth. We're talking about Queen Elizabeth now. She ruled for 30% of the United States' existence. Yeah, that's crazy. So She ev- was there for a while. Ever since the United States became a thing, 30% of the time from then until now, she ruled. Yes, Queen Elizabeth II, right. We're talking about the one that just died, not the one from centuries ago. Mm. Um but it's an important distinction. Uh, and then, what else? Oh, God. Uh, Why are we throwing things? Queen Elizabeth's first prime minister was Winston Churchill. Hmm. And he was born in like eight, the 1870s. That was a weird guy. Yeah, Winston Churchill was her first prime minister. And then her last one was just appointed like a couple weeks ago. So to put that in perspective, too, she was old. She ruled for a long time. And... um. I don't know. Everything I saw about her, I liked her. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Princess Diana, who I guess was um, the the queen's the queen's son's wife, right? The queen's eldest son's wife was that Prince Charles, right? Prince, the queen's eldest son, Prince Charles, his wife, Diana, Princess of Wales. Okay, we're going to talk about her today, but first. Uh, I'm going to take the beer out of the freezer. Why? Just to make sure it's not a slushy. Okay. I wanted to make sure it was Yeah, that it, was weird it was the nice last time that happened. Uh, it happened twice, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you, Bob. Can you just take it out of the freezer, the two cans, it's, they're in the door, and just pop them back in the fridge in another spot, please? She's so cute. Thank you. Uh, how, was your, how was your week, Paige? She's, oh, she's, she's, she's fucking she's so fucking really cute. I don't know what I would do with her. What are saying? How was your week, Paige? Uh, man, work is dragging and kicking my ass like nobody is a fuck. It's just like, like nobody's watching. Like nobody is watching. So, I understand. I'm just so tired. Oh. I have a student who just cries all day. He doesn't speak. doesn't say a word. Not huh? just a cries. word. He just cries. Eating his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> He's and taking he's a nap. Sucking on a piece of teriyaki chicken. Just <laughs> I don't even know how he's doing both at the same time. We had yogurt for morning snack today, and he's just What's he crying about? Touching it. He's been crying for two weeks now. About Usually what? they get better. About what? <laughs> I'm so tired. He's been crying for two weeks. Every day he comes, he's been coming for two weeks. He's been crying for two weeks. Yes, yeah, so just straight. Just straight the whole time. It's so bad, and it's so oh. annoying, because his crying just triggers, like, this deep hatred in me. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tolerate I that. Screw that, I can't be a teacher. And I love my students, but I, every time I see his face, I just frown. <laughs> I just frown. <laughs> I get a little sad like, inside. Hmm. That's upsetting. Uh, and then, you know, having drama with uh, that same bitch. Yeah, but you you were telling. I mean, I don't, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. You were telling us a, a cool story. You went uh, you went to some festival. 
You don't need to talk about that if you don't want to. That's my personal biz. It is, but it was a, it was a nice story. Let's get a little crazy in here. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy and excited for you. Let's you told me that story. That's that's off the record. Scratch that off the record. That's a friends only story. Sorry, but it's I've been okay. Work's been just stressful. I'm sorry. And that's all I do, you know. Well, you've got some positive things going on outside, which is nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, one, and, some, one and two. That's some about new, it. Some new happy haps. Yeah. yeah. How about you, my little bubberino? My bubberino. little baked bean? My week's been good. You, I think you need a vacation. I just had one. In you August. need another one. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> mine's been good, too. Uh, I had a staycation. Uh, hibachi... Um, How about you? Is so fucking good. I think I talked about that already. Practice the cellarets a little bit. Oh, it was. It was uh, you didn't tell me that. Practice the cellarets. You didn't say shit about that. That you didn't was say uh, shit about Dick. That was on Saturday. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. That's how I got that on my finger. Owie. Yeah, um, but we yeah practice. Well, it was it was just Eric and Greg because no one else showed up. But Caitlin didn't show up. No, she had some last minute things she needed to what take care of. But. And um, oh, it was our meetiversary. Ale and I's meetiversary, or metversary, depending on it. It, it just depends on which one you want to do. Uh, but it was nice. We the first day we met. Oh, there's a lot of things getting thrown over here. Right in the nose. Aww. She got me right. Th- okay, I was gonna tell Aww. a cute story, but no, she hit me in the nose of the chocolate. Sorry, buddy. Let's see. What else did what I do? Let's that? see. What did he do? Because he's making fun of me. How come? Did you make fun of her? I just said whichever uh, one you uh, want to do it. I wasn't like, <laughs> you spelled something wrong. Ale made a nice poster. And she put it up in the bedroom. Okay. And it said, happy, it's... We were talking about our metaversary. Obviously, metaversary is not a real word. Okay. So she bought some letters, some paper letters, the alphabet in different colors, and she bought this giant poster board, and she made, and you can see it in the bedroom, okay. it says, uh, happy first, <laughs> uh, it was going to say metaversary, but okay. she, she uh, with the letters, wrote metversary, okay. M-E-T, because in past, not meet, met, we met, it was uh, metversary. It's not that bad. No, it's it's funny and cute, and I thought it was cute, and I liked it. I think it's just an endearing quality. And now Kisota wants to know what the hell the thing is he threw at me. Yeah, because it smells like your nose now. I was going to tell the story about... This is what happens when you fall in love with a Pisces. We first met at a honey jam. Mm. We're on camera right now, you horn dogs. Yeah, Not too much PDA. My goodness. I'm sorry. I hate your nose. I'm sorry. <laughs> we first met at Honey Jam. Uh, it's a breakfast restaurant. So we went to Honey Jam again. We wore our same outfits. You fucking dorks. Yeah, the same outfits we uh, we wore a year ago. And then we went. Uh, we took a train to Chicago. And we found some Lime scooters. Uh, Uber, apparently they make, they have this company called Lime and they make scooters, uh, electric scooters and they're parked all over the city. So what, how it works is you download, I sound like a spokesperson. You really do. Don't Um, advertise for these. Yeah, no, it's Uber. Yeah, no, but you, you scan a thing uh, that's on the scooter on your phone and then it lets you unlock it because it's got Uh, essentially like a bike lock on it. 
And then you can ride the scooter wherever. And we, we took the scooters and we rode to Chinatown. Uh-huh. And we got um, Te Amo tea. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the I saw. Bubble tea, yeah. Uh, because, I was so jealous. Because someone wanted another a little flask bottle. And then we rode the scooters back up to the magic place and got some dinner and had a really weird waiter. And Why we was had the some. Weird? I don't know. Our waiter was just weird. And um, but we had some drinks and then um, oh we went to a BTS store and bought some. She's oh. wearing uh, some of her her socks, new socks oh, she got. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Like it was our it was our metaversary and uh, we had a great good old metaversary. Good old metaversary. We had a fantastic day. Um, but yeah, that was my week. So. Mm. Our brewery oh, sorry. <clears throat> for uh, Diana, Princess of Wales, is Four Hands Brewing Co. Okay. Have we done them before? That nope. sounds familiar. Nope. Brand new. Maybe I've had them before. Four Hands Brewing Co. They are at, located at 1220, that's 1220, South 8th Street in St. Louis, Missouri. Huh? Uh, I, I don't know what happened here. 631045. That's too many digits for a zip code. Um, so it's, it's either six, three, one, zero, four or three, one, zero, four, five. I don't know. Figure it out. But it's in St. Louis, Missouri. Four Hands Brewing Company was founded in 2011 in the LaSalle Park neighborhood near downtown St. Louis, Missouri. We brew a wide range of year round offerings along with a vast variety of seasonal and limited release beers and seltzers. Visit our tasting room and our 20,000 square foot facility to try our beers for yourself. Why? What? I said that's big. That is oh, that is big. What do you think I said? That's ick. No. Yeah, that is big. Twenty thousand square foot facility. That's ick. Let's uh, let's check it out. Four hands. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Look at that. All the way from there. Yeah, that's big. There's the entrance. Oh, look at their flag. That's cute. Yeah, that is big. Yeah. Oh, they have arcade games. Oh, I love skee ball. I fucking dominated skee ball. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently they got free Our beer from Four Hands is called Single Speed. Ooh, why? Because of the. Because of the speeding. <laughs> and they were going a single speed. <laughs> Just it was one. fast. It was <laughs> accelerated. Uh, Ali actually picked this beer. And uh, I'm really happy about it. I love it. Delicate and mm. What is that word? Mm. What is this word? I don't know what this word is. <laughs> what is it? Oh, eminently. <laughs> eminently. Okay, I just had to look at it in a different. Eminently. Simenimenimenin. <gasps> Bring it back. Delicate and eminently approachable. This American blonde ale is brewed with Pilsner malt to provide a slightly sweet, pillowy base from which jasmine flowers, adding during the brewing process, shine. Jasmine flowers. They added jasmine flowers. Okay, well, that sounds dangerous. Are jasmine flowers edible? Uh, yeah. They're delicious. I'm going to need a fact check. They're, uh, let me hang on. Let me just fact check this. Oh my god, oh, that's, 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 stop it. Fact check. All right, it's fact checked. It's true. They are delicious. Uh, single speed, our beer, pours a bright golden hue and boasts soft floral undertones. Uh, this beer specifically is good to pair with spinach and strawberry salad. Okay. Citrusy roasted chicken. <laughs> they were just going to say spinach. Just eat. <laughs> good to pair with spinach. Handfuls of raw Moving spinach. On. <laughs> uh, citrusy roasted chicken, creamy cheeses, and sugar cookies. Like goat cheese? Mm. 
I have a problem. Yeah, goat cheese. That goat cheese episode was great. Oh, that goat cheese. I have brie in the fridge. Okay, just give me like a pro, like a block of brie. You want some brie? I just love cheese. I always wait to talk so you can just cut it. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I I've thought this ice cream. <laughs> yeah, she's taken that out of the freezer and forgotten about it multiple times. <laughs> I just open it now. Yeah. It's yep. brand new. You're supposed to wait ten minutes. Oh, eating. really? I didn't know that. I just dive right in. What is that, Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> roll. Yeah, it says... Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, your wife it says, uh-huh. Your... I could fuck this sangria up. Like, yeah. It is oh, yeah. dangerous. Well, we bought two bottles of it, oh, so there's God. quite a... You're going to lose one. There's quite a lot. <laughs> Do you want some brie with our beer? Do you want to try it or not? Yeah, yeah. We never get okay. to try our foods right. with, like, the beverages. Well, let me finish this up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll go prepare, ahead. I'll prepare some brie. We're very distracted today. <laughs> I think it was the the shot. <laughs> yeah, the shot of Miss Golf like two hours ago. Uh, so this is an American Blonde Ale, one of the most approachable styles. The Golden or Blonde Ale is an easy drinking beer that is visually appealing and has no particularly dominating malt or hop characteristics. Rounded and smooth, it is an American classic known for its simplicity. Sometimes referred to as Golden Ale, these beers can have honey, spices, and fruit added, and may be fermented with lager or ale yeast. So they're pretty. Gen- it's kind of kind of like a general, general beer. I like Blondales. They're pretty. Um, they're pretty mild. Uh, single speed is five percent ABV, unknown IBU or SRM. It does have a beer advocate score. Uh-huh. They give it a score of eighty. Okay. Good. Sure. Ranked number two sixty three in American Blondales and twenty seven thousand eight hundred ninety four overall. That's not even bad. No, That's not, decently not high. 27,894. It has an average rating of 3.53 out of 156. I do have a review uh, from someone. I'll read it after. Okay. Okay, I want to see this. Carry on. Single speed. Single speed. Oh, it's an old-timey bicycle. It's got wings. That's even better because, you know, she's dead. <laughs> So, you know, wings. <laughs> that was the connection she was going for. Oh, cam- I'm sorry. Camembert cheese, it says, is the pairing. Yeah, it's fucking cheese. Cheese is cheese. Cheese And poultry. A whole chicken. Government warning. Oh, God damn it. I'll beat you to it. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, look on the bottom of any can. Pairings. And you will see. A dot. Numbers. I see a dot. You see those numbers? No. There are numbers in the bottom of your can. I you see move it around a little bit. 27. Yeah. Mine says 22. Okay. It has something to do with production. I don't oh, know. okay. It's like they imprint this number in the bottom. Yeah, it's very interesting. I never did that before. Pairs with poultry. If you didn't have cheese, would you just pull out a chicken breast? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. Now we have some brie. We're going to try. Please recycle. Mine spit on me. Oh, it smells good. It smells like pizza. It smells like <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> smells like pizza it's a thing though mm-hmm. it does smell good i'm gonna fuck this beer up oh i just thought you were gonna say i'm gonna fuck this beer <laughs> i'll put my dick in it <laughs> <I can't> <laughs> don't laugh when i'm pouring i'm bad enough at it <laughs> Uh, one person on Beer Advocate said there were floaties in it. I don't see floaties. Any there, so he's like, "Yeah, I didn't know what they were. I don't know. I see bubbles, um, but oh no, I see a floaty, but that could just be like you know a speck of dust." 
<laughs> speck of dust. You know, just floating. It smells delightful. I had to really look for that. It smells a little citrusy. It doesn't taste as I was expecting. Oh, it's solid. It's good. It's good! It's good! Do you taste the jasmine? No, I don't taste jasmine. I don't even know her. God. <laughs> yeah, the smell is so different from the taste. It's a weird blonde ale, but hey, I like it. It's a little bitter. Yeah, it's got some bitterness, some hot bitterness to it. I can't say I hate it. No, it's decent. I've had better blonde ales, but this is tasty. I'm gonna dive in. Yeah, take some cheese. I'm gonna. I've never had brie. You've never had brie? Maybe. I don't remember. Ugh. Yeah. That tastes like a musty towel smells. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's a bad time. Brie is interesting. That's a bad time. We've had a lot of different kinds of brie. Okay. I will... <laughs> But does it pair well with the beer page? Oh my god! <laughs> I am disgusted right now. Um, it's in the back of my throat. Please don't let this turn turn you off of brie oh, because god. there's there's so many different kinds of brie. <clears throat> this I will say, I will say is a mustier. Uh, oh, don't say musty. More intense flavored brie than I'm used to. But there's a lot of really delicious creamy breeze out there that you're. it's good to have with chips or apple slices. Oh, apple and brie. I had to adjust my suspenders. It's delicious. Ale's dying. I need you to hold my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Please don't let this turn you off from brie. It's good. There's better brie out there. I should have known. As soon as it went in the microwave, I should have known. No, it's, you're supposed to heat it up a little. Disgusting. <laughs> it, it, pairs where, it pairs well with the beer because it helps the taste to go away. Yeah, yeah thank you. You wash the taste of the cheese. Yeah, down. You can pretend you don't taste the cheese. <laughs> Just musty, dusty, icky. Oh, like snot. The consistency of snot. Oh, yeah. It's creamy. <laughs> All right. Uh, review from Black Beer Pirate. Okay. Black Beer Pirate of Got Illinois. It. Taste refreshing, floral herbal notes, slight sweet, jasmine, soft mouthfeel. <laughs> Give you a soft mouthfeel. Same with the nose. Golden hue, clear, tall white foam head. Some rings of lace, medium to medium light body. Went well with spicy jumbo. Jumbo or gumbo? He said jumbo. Okay, well, he meant probably gumbo. I don't know. It's hard to say. Diana, Princess of Wales, if we said multiple times now, was born Diana Frances Spencer. Diana Spencer. Yeah, interesting name. I think Princess of Wales is a better last name. <laughs> she was born July 1st, 1961. She's a cancer. And how are cancers? I love cancers. My hmm. sister's a cancer. I get along with them. Hmm. They can be moody, though. Hmm. <clears throat> and she 
expired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, August 31st, 1997. So her, the anniversary of her death just came by. Oh. Just passed. Yeah. She was a member of the British royal family. She was the first wife of Charles III when he was Prince of Wales and mother of Princes William and Harry. Mm -hmm. One of them has hair. One of them doesn't. Diana's activism and glamour made her an international icon and earned her endearing popularity as well as unprecedented public scrutiny, exasperated by her tumultuous private life. But come on, when you're called the fucking people's princess, like... That's such a title. Mm -hmm. And she was so pretty. She was pretty. And she wore the coolest clothes. And she hung out with Freddie Mercury. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a picture of them hanging out. Wow. Yeah. I gotta find that photo. I, I think this is funny. I just happened to grab this plate. I wasn't intending to, but... Is it because she's blonde? No, it's because that's what we're drinking. Oh, a blonde ale. <laughs> well, I guess they did both tie in together. <laughs> I guess. She died at the age of 36. That's very young. Yes. Incredibly. Yeah, it's sad. Anyways. <clears throat> Diana was born into the British nobility and grew up close to the royal family on their, I don't even know, Sandring Sandringham estate? Sandringham? Sandringham, you say. In 1981, while working as a nursery teacher's assistant, she became engaged to Prince Charles, the eldest son of Queen Elizabeth II, R.I.P. Their mm -hmm. wedding took place at St. Paul's Cathedral in 1981 and made her Princess of Wales. How do you fucking become just a princess overnight? Just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I'm a princess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can that be me? Just Photoshop me in between the two of them. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> In between them? Yes. Or your face on hers? No, no, okay. no, in between them. Smush my face right, in between I'll do, them. I'll go ahead and do that. Just my face. <laughs> a role in which she was enthusiastically received by the public. They had two sons, William and Harry, who were then second and third in line of succession to the British throne. Diana's marriage to Charles suffered due to their incompatibility and extramarital affairs. They separated in 92. Soon after the breakdown of their relationship became public knowledge, their marital difficulties became increasingly publicized, and they divorced in 96. As Princess of Wales, Diana undertook royal duties on behalf of the Queen and represented her at functions across the Commonwealth realms. Hmm. Just realms. Yeah, the Commonwealth realms. I, I didn't know Canada was one of them. Mm. Canada is a Commonwealth realm, so technically... You know who's Can nice? Canada also lost their queen, I guess. I guess. You know who's just... Huh. The Prime Minister of Canada. Justin Trudeau. Oh, yeah. That man can get it. Yeah. Yeah, he's handsome. Didn't he used to be a model? I think so. Those abs cook great cheese. Not I brie. Cheddar. I thought <laughs> I thought you were talking about uh, Boris uh, Johnson for a second. The guy that was addicted to coke? Uh, that wasn't he also a prime minister and he recently stepped down. I thought no, that was the United Kingdom. Canada had a prime minister, I think, that was addicted to cocaine. Oh, yeah, no, I was talking Something about the, like um, that. That the United the Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, guy, that was the guy with like the weird hair. Yeah, this guy. Oh, he's such tiny. a tiny picture. This guy. Yeah, the weird hair. He looks yep. like a bird's nest, like Trump's cousin. <laughs> she was celebrated in the media for her unconventional approach to charity work. 
Her patronages initially centered on children and the elderly, but she later became known for her involvement in two particular campaigns. One involved the social attitudes towards and the acceptance of AIDS patients, and the other for the removal of landmines promoted through the International Red Cross. Okay. She also raised awareness. I didn't know landmines were such a problem. Yeah. She also, that's like when I was a kid. Endemic over there. That's like that joke that everyone's like, when I was a kid, I thought that... uh, quicksand and free drugs would be a bigger problem than they really are (laughs) where are my free drugs at it's like just accept it this is a capitalistic society drugs are never free quicksand and free drugs yeah where was i oh you know oh i don't she also raised awareness and advocated for ways to help people affected by cancer and mental illness. Diana was initially noted for her shyness, but her charisma and friendliness endeared her to the public and helped her reputation survive the collapse of her marriage. I'm going to start talking like Kirk. <laughs> the collapse of her marriage. Considered <laughs> photogenic. She was a leader of fashion. Mm-hmm. In the 1980s and 1990s, Diana's death in a car crash in Paris led to extensive public mourning and global media attention. Drain that sangria, bitch. That public evening, but, but I'll public get to morning? that. No. Hmm. Yeah, that only happens in the morning. Diana Frances Spencer was born on July 1st, 1961 at Park House in Norfolk. She was the fourth of five children of John Spencer Viscount of Althorpe. Viscount Althorpe! Wow. He was born 1924 and died in 1992. And Frances Spencer Viscountess oh. Althorpe. Nee Roche. 1936 to 2004. R.I.P. Big Dog. Oh. The Spencer family had been closely allied with the British royal family for several generations. Her grandmother, Cynthia, Cynthia Spencer, Countess Spencer, and Ruth Roche, Baroness Fermoy. None of this. None of these are words. No, it's this so, is just gibberish. You just stopped British gibberish. Long time ago, mm. had served as ladies in waiting to Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Her parents were hoping for a boy to carry on the family line, and no name was chosen for a week until they settled on Diana Francis. I decided that if I ever married, I'd make that person take my last name, so I could, you know, continue on my dad's legacy yeah. of, you know, like because all he had was girls. Yeah. Um, but also I just think my last name is superior. Yeah. I love your last name. Yeah. Oh, well, I like your last name. I love my last name too. Yeah, I don't I think. I like when people are like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're, uh, we're changing our names though. I don't think. You don't want to like hyphenate them? No. How many last, how many names you just, got over there, girl? That's just too many names How many names point? you got? Three. That's a lot. Yeah. That well, is a lot. Name and two last names. Mm. My sister has. Two names and two last names. That's a lot. Um, and no name was chosen for a week until they settled on Diana Francis after her mother and Lady Diana Spencer, a many times great aunt who was also a prospective princess of Wales. Mm. Within the family, she was also known informally as Dutch, a reference to her Duchess-like attitude in childhood. That's kind of cute. Oh, interesting. On the 30th of August, 1961, Diana was baptized at St. Mary Who Cares. Her infant brother, John, John died shortly after his birth one year before Diana was born. The desire for an heir added strain to her parents' marriage, and Lady Althorpe, sounds like Bridgerton, was reportedly sent to Harley Street clinics in London to determine the cause of the problem. Mm. 
The experience was described as humiliating by Diana's younger brother, Charles. It was a dreadful time for my parents and probably the root of their divorce because I don't think they ever got over it. Diana grew up in Park House, situated on the Sandringham Estate. The family leased the house from its owner, Queen Elizabeth II, whom Diana called Aunt Lilibet, since childhood. Hmm. The royal family frequently holidayed at the neighboring Sandringham House. That's an interesting verb. Yeah, holidayed. Holidayed! And Diana played with the Queen's sons, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward. Diana was seven years old when her parents divorced. Her mother later began a relationship with Peter Shand Kidd and married him in 69. Diana lived with her mother in London during her parents' separation in 67, but during that year's Christmas holidays, Lord Althorpe refused to let his daughter return to London with Lady Althorpe. Shortly afterwards, he won custody of Diana with support from his former mother-in-law, Lady Fermoy. In 76, Lord Althorpe married Rain Countess of Dartmouth, Diana's relationship with her stepmother was particularly bad. Mm. She resented her, whom she called a bully. On one occasion, Diana pushed her down the stairs. She later described her childhood as very unhappy and very unstable, the whole thing. The worst memory I have of my first stepmother was when I was a child, I was playing on our Wii because that was when the Wii was a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I deleted her me character. You remember you could make me characters? And my little sister was like, she deleted your me character. And she like pulled me to the side to talk to me. I remember this because it just was so stupid to me. And said, it feels like you're deleting me from your life. I'm like, I'm 11. You're 30. What? Just one of the dumbest experiences I've ever had. Oh. I'm a child. (laughs) I never heard that one. Yeah. Uh, she became known as Lady Diana after her father later inherited the title of Earl Spencer in 75. At which point her father moved the entire family from Park House to Althorpe, the Spencer's seat in Northamptonshire. Northamptonshire. They're making shit up. No, you just add. How many, <laughs> how many suffixes can we add to the end of this? is all a damn lie. Northampton for Shire Town. <laughs> What's what, what is it when you uh, consonants? No, not consonants. What is it? What is it? Onomatopoeia? No, not onomatopoeia. Who said anything about onomatopoeia? Alliteration? No, when you North syllables. Northampton Shire syllables. Is it syllables? Yeah, those are syllables. Yeah, then that. <laughs> Thanks, teamwork. <laughs> Northampton for Shire <laughs> Town <laughs> Village Squire. <laughs> squire, <laughs> the third. Diana was initially homeschooled under the supervision of her governess. I want a governess. We all deserve a governess here. I feel like you're right. Gertrude Allen. That was the name of the governess? Gertrude Allen. Wow. She began her formal education at Sillfield Private School in Kingsland, Norfolk, and moved to Riddlesworth Hall School. Riddlesworth. Why are there so many worths at the end of these things? (laughs) An all-girls boarding school near Thetford (coughs) when she was nine. She joined her sisters at West Heath Girls School in Seven Oaks, Kent in 73. She did not perform well academically. Wow, just call her the fuck out. Jesus. Failing her O-levels, whatever those are, twice. Her outstanding community spirit, I had to burp, was recognized with an award from West Heath. Mm-hmm. She left West Heath when she was 16. Her brother Charles recalls her as being quite shy up mm-hmm. until that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She showed a talent for music as an accomplished pianist. I love that word. Yeah, you got to say it very carefully. Yeah, you really do. 
a pianist. A, a, a pianist. <laughs> He's a pianist. Ale, she, how was uh, how was your uh, Bailey's and ice cream? Did you eat your ice cream? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> Ale. <laughs> she also excelled in swimming and diving, and studied ballet and tap dance. Did I tell you I did tap dance and gymnastics when I was a kid? What? I was a karate. Oh, I did karate. Yeah. I still have my... Um, I used oh, to terrorize this kid. This kid who was older than me. He was like... I don't know. I was like four foot at the time. And he was probably like five, six because we were children. Yeah. And I would just fucking terrorize him. <laughs> I was a mean kid. <laughs> I had a lot to prove. I just remember getting kicked really hard in the solar plexus Dang. when I was in karate. And it knocked the wind out of me. Mm. And then I, I hated it. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back now. In 1978, Diana worked for three months as a nanny for Philippa and Jeremy Whitaker. Philippa? Philippa? In Hampshire, after attending a finishing school in Switzerland for one term and leaving after the Easter term of 78. She returned to London where she shared her mother's flat with two school friends. In London, she took an advanced cooking course but seldom cooked for her roommates. I'd like that they probably went to the roommates and they were like, did she cook for you? Like, that bitch never cooked for us. She's not, a, not a damn cooked. thing. But <laughs> she took a series of low-paying jobs. She worked as a dance instructor for youth until a skiing accident caused her to miss three months of work. Oh. Wow, that's a pretty bad skiing accident. She then found employment as a playgroup preschool assistant, did some cleaning work for her sister Sarah and several of her friends, and acted as a hostess at parties. She spent time working as a nanny for the Robertsons, an American family living in London, and worked as a nursery teacher's assistant at the Young England School in Pimlico. 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 In July 1979, her mother bought her a flat at something in Earl's Court <laughs> as an 18th century... 18th birthday present. 18th century present. An 18th century birthday present. <laughs> What's an 18th century birthday present like? It's Probably just like a lamp. A stick and a hoop. <laughs> <laughs> go like play, a, go play, kick the can. A kids. rock and some twine. <laughs> she lived there with three flatmates until February 25th, 1981. Hmm. Oh, there's so much fucking information. I Can mean, you imagine having such a long Wikipedia article on your fucking life? Yeah, would that's my business. I don't think get I get out of there. I don't think I would want a long Wikipedia article. I don't in my want life. a Wikipedia article. Period. I would like to be on Wikipedia. No, to be important enough to be on Wikipedia. No, I want to live my life in anonymity. I always wish seller ads were on Wikipedia. I'll put you on Wikipedia. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I won't do it. <laughs> Dana first met that prince up. Which honestly, let me be clear here. He was an ugly dude. She mm. was a babe. Mm. That man looked like a turkey. So he, she dated down, huh? She really did. But honestly, if you want to be a princess, sometimes you make sacrifices. And sometimes those sacrifices are turkey men. Turkey men. <laughs> he looks like a damn turkey. <laughs> First met the Prince of Wales, now Charles III, Elizabeth II's eldest son and heir apparent. When she was 16 in November of 1977, he was 29. Wow. That's quite the age gap. Yeah. And dating her older sister, Sarah. The plot thickens. Huh. Mm-mm-mm. Charles and Diana were guests at a country weekend during the summer of 80. 1980, that is. Yeah. When she watched him play polo. Oh, my. Look at how he 
plays polo. Look at how he polos. <laughs> and he took a serious interest in her as a potential bride. What is that? A child? <laughs> <laughs> a child or bride? Oh my God, put it together. Can't make up my mind. <laughs> Gross. The relationship very. The relationship progressed when he invited her abroad aboard the royal yacht Britannia. Britannia. The royal yacht. Can you? How do you say no to the royal yacht? <laughs> <laughs> For a sailing weekend to ca- cows, ca- to see cows, to cows. To cows. <laughs> this was followed by an invitation to Balmoral Castle. Oh my God, he popped out the Balmoral Castle. I think I've heard of Balmoral Castle. It's the royal family's Scottish residence, Zachary. Oh. To meet his family one weekend in November of 1980. Granted, she was still 16. Can we just all <laughs> acknowledge the fact that she was still 16? Oh, it's closed. That's that's where the queen died. Oh, at Balmoral Castle? Good. It's closed. It opens at 10. Yeah, they closed because the queen died. <laughs> no, it's just closed today. It, she uh, was well received by the queen, the queen mother, and the Duke of Edinburgh. Charles subsequently courted Diana in London. He proposed on the 6th of February, 1981, when she was either 17 or 16 Jesus and a half. Christ. At Windsor Castle, and she accepted. But their engagement was kept a secret for two and a half weeks. Still a child. Still 16. Their engagement became official on the 24th of February, 1981. Diana selected her own engagement ring. Following the engagement, she left her occupation as a nursery teacher's assistant and lived for a short period at Clarence House, which was the home of the Queen Mother. She then lived at the Buckingham Palace until the wedding, where, according to biographer Ingrid Seward, her life was incredibly lonely. Diana was the first Englishwoman to marry the first in line to the throne since Anne Hyde married the future James II over 300 years earlier. And she was also the first royal bride to have a paying job before her engagement. Hmm. She made her first public appearance with Prince Charles in a charity ball in March of 1981 at Goldsmiths Hall, where she met Grace, Princess of Monaco. 20-year-old Diana became the Princess of Wales when she married Charles on July 29, 1981. The wedding was held at St. Paul's Cathedral, which offered more seating than Westminster Abbey, a church that was generally used for royal nuptials. The service was widely described as a fairy tale wedding and was watched by a global television audience of 750 million people, while 600,000 spectators lined the streets to catch a glimpse of the couple en route to the ceremony. At the altar, Diana inadvertently reversed the order of his first two names, saying, Philip Charles. I love you, Philip Charles. It's Charles Philip, my love. Awkward. Arthur George instead. That's a long fucking name. Charles Philip Philip <laughs> Arthur George. They're all first uh, names. My husband with the, the six first names. <laughs> she did not say she would obey him. Ew. The traditional vow was left out at the couple's request, which caused some comment at the time. Diana mm. wore a dress valued at nine thousand pounds equivalent to thirty six thousand seven hundred in 2021 no that's quid british money pounds oh british money pounds do you think she's walking around with nine thousand pounds on her (laughs) zachary with a 25 foot train that's an extra bitch if you're gonna be in be in After she became Princess of Wales, Diana automatically acquired rank as the third highest female in the British Order of Precedence, after the Queen and the Queen Mother. 
and was fifth or sixth in the orders of precedence over of I'm sorry of her other realms, following the Queen, the relevant Viceroy, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Queen Mother, and the Prince of Wales. Within a few years of the wedding, the Queen extended Diana visible tokens of membership of the royal family. She lent her the Queen Mary's Lover's Knot Tiara and granted her the badge of the royal family Order of Elizabeth II. Yeah, all of this is just gibberish. There's a lot going on. Oh, there's so many words. The couple had residences at Kensington Palace and Highgrove House near Tetbury. I'm sorry. It's just... I need a minute here. <laughs> it's a lot of weird words. It's a lot of fucking words going on. Uh, she had uh, announced pregnancy on the 5th of November, <laughs> 1981. She had a baby. <laughs> Diana's pregnancy was announced. In January of 1982, 12 weeks into the pregnancy, Diana fell down a staircase. Oh. She suffered some bruising. I'm sorry. The royal gynecologist, Sir George Pinker. They have George a royal. George Pinker. He gives her the pinker and the stinker. <laughs> but to be a royal gynecologist. What in the pinker? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Diana later confessed that she had intentionally thrown herself down the stairs because she was feeling so inadequate. <laughs> the fucking Damn. crazy bitch. Don't talk about her that way. She was having a lot of emotional issues. On the 21st of June, 1982, she gave birth to Baldy McBalderson William. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Very familiar. She subsequently suffered from postpartum depression after her first pregnancy. Oh. Uh, after some media criticism, surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. she decided to take William, who was still a baby, on her first major tours of Australia and New Zealand, and the decision was popularly applauded. By her own admission, Diana had not initially intended to take William until the Australian Prime Minister made the suggestion. Uh, the second son, Harry, who has hair, mm-hmm. fittingly, was born on the 15th of September, 1984. Diana said she and Charles were closest during her pregnancy with Harry. How does that make William feel? Oh. <laughs> uh, Harry brought us together. <laughs> William tore us apart. She was aware their second child was a boy, but not, did not share the knowledge with anyone else, including Charles, as he was hoping for a girl. Diana gave her sons wider experience than was usual for royal children. She rarely deferred to Charles or to the royal family and was often um, intransigent. Oh, yeah, and she was intransigent. I don't know. Oh, okay. When it, when it came to the children, she chose their first given names, dismissed a royal family nanny, and engaged one of her own choosing. Selected their schools and clothing, planned their outings, and took them to school herself as often as her schedule permitted. She also organized her public duties around their timetables. Diana was reported to have described Harry as naughty and just like me. And William was my little wise old man. (laughs) Little wizard. (laughs) Oh, he is a wise old bald man. (laughs) Who she started to rely on as her confidant by his early teens. Don't rely on your children as confidants. Don't do that to your kids. Don't do that. Don't put those expectations on your children. 
Five years into the marriage, the couple's incompatibility and age difference of 12 years became visible and damaging. In 86, Diana became in a relationship with Major James Hewitt, the family's former writing instructor. And Ooh. in the same year, Charles resumed his relationship with his former girlfriend, Camilla Parker Bowles. She is a horse. She's a horse. Yeah. Oh. The media speculated that Hewitt, not Charles, was Harry's father based on the alleged physical similarity between Hewitt and Harry. But Hewitt and others have denied this. Harry was born two years before Hewitt and Diana began their affair. In 87, cracks in their marriage had become visible, and the couple's unhappiness and cold attitude towards one another were being reported by the press, who dubbed them the Glums, due to their evident discomfort in each other's company. In 89, Diana was at a birthday party for Camilla's sister, Annabelle Elliott, when she confronted Camilla about her and Charles' extramarital affair. Mm -hmm. These affairs were later exposed in May of 1992 with the publication of Andrew Morton's book, Diana, Her True Story. The book, which also revealed Diana's allegedly suicidal unhappiness caused a media storm at 91 james colthurst conducted secret interviews with diana in which she had talked about her marital issues and difficulties mm -hmm. these recordings were later used as a source for morton's book during her lifetime both diana and morton denied her direct involvement in the writing process and maintained that family and friends were the main source of the book's main source Hmm. However, after her death, Morton acknowledged Diana's role in writing the tell-all in the book's updated edition, Diana, her true story, in her own words. Oh. Oh, my God. There's so much information. You have to include all of it. <laughs> and then she died. And then she died. <laughs> the Queen and Prince Philip. I cannot right now. Oh, my God. The Swears. The Queen and Prince Philip hosted a meeting between Charles and Diana uns and unsuccessfully tried to effect a reconciliation. Philip wrote to Diana and expressed his disappointment at the extramarital affairs of both her and Charles. He asked her to examine their behavior from the other's point of view. The Duke was direct and Diana was sensitive. She found the letters hard to take, but nevertheless appreciated that he was acting with good intent. Mm. It was alleged by some people, including Diana's close friend, Simone Simmons, that's a lot of S's, that Diana and her former, what her middle name is, Simone Sam Simmons, that Diana and her former <laughs> father-in-law, Prince Philip, had a relationship filled with tension. However, other observers said their letters provided no sign of friction between them. 1992 and 1993, leaked tapes of telephone conversations reflected negatively on both Charles and Diana. Tape recordings of Diana and James Gibley were made public in August of 92, and transcripts were published the same month. The article, Squidgygate, was followed in November 1992 by the leaked Camillagate. Tapes, intimate exchanges between Charles and Camilla, published in the tabloids. In December of 1992, Prime Minister John Major announced the couple's amicable separation to the House of Commons. Between 92 and 93, Diana hired voice coach Peter Settleton to help her develop her public speaking voice. In a video tape recorded by Settleton in 1992, Diana said that in 1984 through to 1986, she had been deeply in love with someone who worked in this environment. It is thought she was referring to Barry Manicky, not Barry, Barry Manilow. Mm. Nice try. Who was transferred to the Diplomatic Protection Squad in 86 after his managers had determined that his relationship with Diana had been inappropriate. Diana said that in the tape that Manneke had been chucked out from his role as her bodyguard following suspicion that the two were having an affair. Penny Juner suggested in her 1998 book that Diana was in a romantic relationship with Manneke. Diana's friends dismissed the claim as absurd. There's a lot of drama that I didn't even know about. There's a ton, man. These bitches just got a lot going on. No jobs, a lot of free time. 
Although she blamed Camilla for her marital troubles, Diana began to believe her husband had also been involved in other affairs. In October of 93, Diana wrote to her butler, Paul Burrell, telling him that she believed her husband was now in love with his personal assistant, Tiggy Leg Burke. Tiggy Leg. Tiggy Leg Burke, who was also his son's former nanny and was planning to have her killed to make the path clear for him to marry Tiggy. Oh my God. Leg Burke, Tiggy. You know, that's her last name. Legberg Tiggy. Legberg Tiggy had been hired by Charles as a young companion for his sons while they were in his care. And Diana was resentful of Legberg and her relationship with the young princes. Prince Charles sought public understanding via a televised interview with Jonathan Dimbleby. <laughs> on the 29th of June, 1994. In the interview, he said he had rekindled his relationship with Camilla in 86, only after his marriage to Diana had been irrevocably. Irrevocably? Irretrievably. Irretrievably. Uh. Broken down. In the same year, Diana's affair with James Hewitt was exposed in detail in the book Princess in Love by Anna Pasternak. With Hewitt acting as the main source. Oh, they got divorced. Yeah. Yeah, You know, that whole whole thing, how it goes. Oh, my God. uh... Um, Do you go into her death? Entirely? No, No, not at all? Nope. I gotta keep talking? I was gonna leave that for you, yeah. You fucker! I mean, I could, I could pull a. Oh, thank God! Go ahead. Yeah. I am tired of talking. I could pull an article. I just want to drink sangria. Do it. I think I got a backup article here. There's just too much. I just talked so much. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of uh, drama that um, I was unaware of. Apparently, she had a rumored boyfriend, Egyptian billionaire Ahmad Dodi Fayed. That's a name. And on Saturday, August 30th, 1997, I was two. You were a baby. Diana and her rumored boyfriend, Egyptian billionaire Imad Dodi Fayed, arrived to Paris following a 10-day getaway on the French Riviera. They dined at the private salon at the Ritz Hotel in Paris. Coincidentally, Fayed's mother... I'm sorry, Fayed's father, Mohammed Al-Fayed, okay. owned the hotel at the time, along with Harrod's department store in London. A few minutes past midnight on Sunday, Diana and Fayed left the hotel and got into the Mercedes-Benz that was waiting for them, likely to travel to Fayed's private Parisian estate. My, oh my. For some, some spicy time. Some spicy time. Though the posted speed limit was 30 miles per hour, the driver, Henry Paul, spelled H-E-N-R-I, reportedly approached the entrance of a road tunnel at Paris's Pont de, de, Lama, de Lama, driving at approximately 70 miles per hour. In a 30? In a 30. Jesus. Uh, and... I believe these are kilometers per hour. They've just done the liberty of translating for us Americans. According to reports, Paul lost control of the car and collided into a pillar in the middle of the highway. Paul and Fayed were pronounced dead at the scene, and Diana, still alive, was oh, no. rushed to the uh, Pitié Salpêtrerie Hospital. I don't know. Early reports said Diana was suffering from a concussion broken arm, and cut thigh. However, the princess had also suffered massive chest injuries. Operating for two hours, doctors tried and failed to get Diana's heart beating properly again. 
She never regained consciousness. And Diana passed away from internal bleeding at 4.53 on the morning of August 31st, 1997. That's upsetty spaghetti. I need to, like, fan myself. I'm not even kidding you. I'm that hot right now. Here, I'll take this. Thanks. Oh, nice. It's going to have some weight behind it. In her book, The Diana Chronicles, author Tina Brown describes the scene of the crash. I like the clickiness. Right? Nice. According to Frederick Maez, My, My, My My an EMT My who S. happened to yeah, My S, My S. <laughs> who happened to be driving through the tunnel at the same time of the collision. Mm-hmm. How interesting. How an EMT con- was driving. How wonderfully convenient. Yeah. Huh. What a coincidence. What a coinky dink. Diana woke up in pain from internal injuries. She kept saying how much she hurt. Sergeant Xavier Gourmelon. Gormelon. That's what it Gourmet. looks like. Gormelon. Gormelon. He's a melon? Gower Melon, <laughs> who led the response team in Paris, told the Independent Diana's last words were, My God, what's happened? Oh. Brown narrates what may have happened next. She turned her head and saw the lifeless Dodie just in front of her, then turned her head again towards the front where the bodyguard was writhing and where Henry Paul lay writhing. dead. Writhing. What the fuck? This word choice. She became agitated, Yeah. then lowered her head and oh, closed her eyes. Diana. Diana ultimately died of a small, rare injury. What was the rare injury? I don't remember. Um, some, some forensic pathologist concluded that Diana died of a tiny, badly placed tear in the vein of her lung. Her specific injury is so rare that in my entire career, I don't believe I've seen another. Well, that's pretty crazy. Shepard believes that Diana's death could have been prevented by one small change. A seatbelt. <gasps> yeah, y'all bitches need to wear a seatbelt, says me, who doesn't wear a seatbelt. <laughs> no, I wear a seatbelt. Had she been restrained, she would probably have appeared in public two days later with a black eye, per- perhaps a bit breathless from the fractured ribs and with a broken arm and a sling. What a fucking world of difference. God, that's crazy. The only survivor of the crash was Diana's British bodyguard, Trevor Rees Jones. He had been wearing a seatbelt. Good job, Trevor. What caused Henry Paul, the acting head of security at the Ritz Hotel, and a licensed driver to so drastically lose control of the car? Oh my god, Trevor! According to a statement from French authorities given the Monday after the crash, Paul's blood exceeded the illegal blood alcohol limit. He had reportedly been drinking and driving recklessly. You fucker. According to eyewitnesses, there was another element involved in the crash. Their black Mercedes was being pursued by paparazzi in cars and on motorcycles, hoping to snatch a photo of the princess and Fayed. To this day, conspiracy theories about the crash abound. While different, the theories share the same thesis. This was no accident. And I'll go over some theories for you here. Um, There is uh, Princess Diana and Freddie Mercury, and then you right in the middle. Wait, what? And then you right in the middle. I'll put your face there. <laughs> that's, that's Princess Diana. That's how she looked. She's so pretty. And the queen. I guess she's there too. And the car. Oof. Yeah. That's skewed. Yeah. Look at the car. That's bad. Um. For some people... 
what happened that night wasn't simply a tragic accident. I think I need more beer. Okay. For some people, what happened that night wasn't simply a tragic accident. Instead, it was the result of some kind of conspiracy, conducted secretly by agents of the British state or something else, they claim. Numerous reports, investigations, and experts have all agreed with the official account of events. That Diana had been in a car driven by a man who was drunk, and that failing, as well as other institutional ones, allowed for the tragedy to happen. But others still believe that something more secretive and then intentional happened that night. The conspiracy theories take a number of other forms, but all claim to point to the same fundamental belief, that someone wanted to kill Diana. And they helped orchestrate that night's fatal crash. Those conspiracies were so convincing and so widespread, helped by the Daily Express and Egyptian businessman Mohammed Al-Fayed, that the Met Police were forced to launch Operation Baguette. Baguette? Operation Baguette. (laughs) Operation Baked Bread. Oh my god. An inquiry to establish whether there was any truth in the theories. It lasted years, cost millions of pounds, and found that the theories were entirely without foundation, and that all that happened that night was an incredibly unfortunate accident. The report examined 175 theories about what happened that night, some of them small and some of them profound. It found that none of them were true. Still, however, those conspiracies rage. Here are ten of the things that makes people doubt the official story of events, as well as the truth about each of the claims. 1. Diana was pregnant. No! Am I pregante? <laughs> pregnant? <laughs> this, according to Mohammed Al-Fayed, was the reason for the killing. Diana had become pregnant with his son's child, he said, and that idea was unpalatable to the British state. Mr. Fayed said that the royal family, quote, could not accept that an Egyptian Muslim could eventually be the stepfather of the future king of England. And so it plotted to kill her off. Discussion of a potential pregnancy came up even before Diana died. During a holiday in France a few weeks before, some newspapers speculated that she might be pregnant, and that speculation was buoyed up by mysterious comments Diana made about, quote, a big surprise. But there was no sign of pregnancy during the post-mortem examination. Further tests on Diana's blood found there was no sign of pregnancy there either, and there's no evidence even that Diana suspected she may be pregnant. Numerous close friends and others say that her menstrual cycle was normal, that she was using contraception, and that she hadn't mentioned even the possibility of pregante to her confidants. Uh, it was interesting because when Ale was helping me with my research, she said that uh, that. Um, Princess Diana was embalmed, so they were not able to do a post-mortem, like an autopsy, post-mortem examination. Uh-huh. So I don't know how they would be able to, f- to figure all that out if she was embalmed. She but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. One of two, like, that might be not true. Sure. Like, I don't know if it was just like a shitty website. But yeah, I, I read that. She was embalmed, but the procedure was illegal. Was illegal or illegal? illegal. It was illegal. Interesting. Number two, 
Dos. Diana believed she was going to be killed by the establishment. The main motivating factor behind the conspiracies is the belief that Diana herself thought she was going to be killed, and that much, it appears, is true. Chief among them is a letter that was disclosed by Paul Burrell, Diana's one-time butler, who said he had been given it for safekeeping. Quote, I am sitting here at my desk today in October, longing for someone to hug me and encourage me to keep strong and hold my head high. This particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. Blah, blah, blah. Is planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for Charles to marry, it read. The letter appears eerily precedent, and indeed, it had history. When Diana wrote this letter, she had experienced problems with her car, had voiced fears about them, and her bodyguard had died in a car accident that she believed had been a conspiracy. Diana clearly had concerns about her safety. That much isn't a conspiracy theory, but there appears to be no official suggestion that she would actually be killed, even if there was animosity between some members of the royal family and Diana. 3. The paparazzi made the car crash intentionally. Photographers were blamed repeatedly and continue to be for Diana's death. The story caught on in part because it reflected a concern that had pursued Diana throughout her life, that the often purient interest in her was causing her harm. Uh, P-R-U-R-I-E-N-T. Purient. That doesn't even sound real. Prurient. Prurient. Having or encourage an excessive interest in sexual matters. Oh my. This theory has three specific forms. The first alleges that the group of paparazzi chased and pushed Diana's Mercedes so that it could make the crash happen. The second argues that members of the paparazzi encouraged an environment where a crash could happen. The third suggests that the paparazzi accidentally created a situation that the conspirators exploited to kill the people in the car. The official investigation pointed out that the paparazzi aren't really a meaningful group. Though they do the same job, they generally compete with each other for the best photo. Many of them work for different companies and do entirely different jobs, with some working as professional photojournalists. Official investigations have found that the Mercedes car that Diana was in does seem to have driven quickly, in part to escape the photographers. But Operation Paget found that was the result of normal behavior by the paparazzi, and that they hadn't been participating in any criminal conspiracy. 4. Driver Henry Paul intentionally caused the crash. Henry Paul was the head of security at the Ritz Hotel in Paris, but conspiracy theorists believe that he was in the pay of at least one other organization, the security services in France or the UK, or both. People who doubt the official course of events say that its central claim about Mr. Paul being drunk at the time of the crash was not only false, but was a lie spread in the media to cover up the killing. And that was done in part by swapping his body with another person, so that the toxicological results would appear correct. There are a number of reasons people believe this. Mr. Paul did not seem to behave like he was drunk earlier on in the night, for instance, and beliefs about him being in the pay of security services come from the fact that he appeared to have more money than would be expected, and that some security offices have suggested they might have had a French source inside the hotel. Not a French. But there's no evidence to suggest that either one of those things contributed to the crash in any way other than the official account. Numerous tests showed that Mr. Paul's blood had alcohol in it. 
though there were mistakes made with the tests, and repeated checks of those have certified that Mr. Paul had indeed been drinking. 5. There was something wrong with the Mercedes that Diana was traveling in. There is perhaps nothing more central to the conspiracy than the car that carried Diana and which would eventually kill her. Conspiracy theorists claim that its route was blocked, that it was driving at an unusual speed, or that something had been tampered with in the car. Everything about the car appeared to be in order. People reported seeing different speeds, and the car was certainly driving fast that night, but there was nothing unusual about the way it was driving. But a large part of the confusion here appears to emerge from the fact that it is simply too difficult to estimate the speed. Witnesses who reported different things probably weren't wrong, but it's very difficult to tell how fast something is going when you're outside of it, especially if you don't have anything to compare it to. Number six, bright flashes and strange vehicles were on the road. Numerous people reported seeing flashes as the car headed into the tunnel where it would crash, flashes that were blamed for the crash itself. But the problem was that many people reported different flashes at different times from different places. There were a lot of flashes that night, the photographers following the car and the light of the headlights of the vehicles, but none of them appeared to have been malicious or part of a conspiracy. Number six. This is number six. Oh, I don't know. I'm lost count. Diana's medical care was deliberately sabotaged. Conspiracy theorists believe that doctors allowed Diana to die on purpose. By not treating her in the proper way, they stopped her from recovering. Most of this revolves around her treatment at the scene of the crash. If she had instead been taken to the nearest hospital and treated there, she may have survived, they say. Part of the belief in this theory comes from the fact that the French approach to the emergency to emergency care is simply different from the UK. In France, emergency crews focus on giving treatment at the scene before moving a person to a hospital. In the UK, it's about getting to the hospital sooner. As the writers of the Operation Pagat report note, such a conspiracy would require a substantial number of expert doctors and other caregivers to both break their ethics and then lie about doing so. That didn't happen, they conclude. It's impossible to say whether or not there would have been more success if Diana was taken to a hospital, but either way, doctors have said that it was almost impossible for her ever to survive her injuries. Uh, the last reason I have here, I thought there were 10, I didn't count 10, but Diana's bodyguard was killed off. Conspiracy theories around Diana circulated even when she was alive, and indeed, the princess appeared to believe them. In 2004, U.S. news channel NBC aired videos showing Diana talking about an affair with Barry Manicky, which you mentioned, a former bodyguard who she described as, quote, the greatest love I've ever had. But it was all found out, and he was chucked out of royal protection. Then he was killed. I think he was bumped off, she said in the tapes. Conspiracy theorists took up that claim and suggested there was a mysterious driver who had apparently helped orchestrate the car crash that Mr. Manicky died in. He had been riding as a pylon passenger on a motorbike. That bike crashed into another car that was coming out of a junction intentionally, according to some. Cons rumbled on and became part of the same set of beliefs that animate theories about what really happened to Diana. But the Independent found after an investigation public investigation public weeks weeks ago 
that the truth was just as tragic, but entirely accidental. The driver of the car had actually stopped immediately and then agreed to help out with the investigation, including giving a statement to Operation Paget. I think that's everything. Yep. That's it. Oh, thank God. I'm so tired. <laughs> what do you think of the beer? And I ordered pizza, too. You ordered pizza? Yeah, I'm hungry. Just now? Yeah. We have pizza. I don't want your pizza. Oh, my goodness, Paige. Shut the fuck up. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a little, a little Yeah, rude. it was a little mean. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. It's because I'm sleepy. What did I think of it? Well, wake up. What did you think of the beer? I liked it. Yeah, I did, too. It was pretty good. Um, I, I mean, I poured a second. Yeah. That hasn't happened in a long time. It's been a bit. That's a Blondale. Mm. I guess I taste the jasmine. I don't really notice the jasmine, but it was very flavorful. It's a but weird sort of bitterness maybe that's flavor the bitterness, at the end. Yeah. yeah. The jasmine's mm. probably the bitterness. But did you like it? Yeah, that was good. After what it was, at least. Ali, did you like it? Yeah. I can tell the jasmine, it tastes like tea. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, thanks, everyone. That's also what? Oh, yeah, tea. So many connections with this beer. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening or watching. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, we... Uh, Rip dog. Hardly knew ye, even though you were around for 96 years. Um, yeah, and we're not in, we're not in the United Kingdom, so... We're not as connected to you as uh, maybe other people are, but uh, we miss you. So this ep- episode's dedicated to you, Queen Elizabeth II. We raise a glass for you and drink in your name and your honor. Beerandfearcast.com is our website. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website by clicking on the episodes link at the top of the page. Uh, beardfearcast.com slash listen where you can see like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, but wherever you want to listen to podcasts, you can listen there. Uh, On YouTube, if you want to watch our live episodes, you can watch them on YouTube. The YouTube link is also on the listen page. So if you want to, you can click on the YouTube page. It takes you to all of our live episodes. And we also release the recordings of our episodes on YouTube as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Beer and Fearcast is where you can follow us at Beer and Fearcast. Just follow us on social media to follow up when we release new episodes every Wednesday at noon. Thanks so much for listening. This is episode 93. I'm Diana, Princess of Wales. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good Have a good day. Was that really necessary? It was. <laughs> you wouldn't stop talking. Oh uh, it's it's kind of mean that you're dedicating this episode to the queen. Because mm-hmm. she was, like, accused of her death. Oh, it's whatever. So, so you're dedicating, like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> well, we're going to...